Hi and hello, Watch fans, and welcome to episode 43 of Fratello On Air. This is Wasp 3.0, watching sports and sporting watches. I'm your host, Rob, and I am joined by my delightful co-host all the way from Karlsruhe, Balaj. How you doing, buddy? Hey, Rob. I'm good. How are you doing on the east side of the country? I am doing pretty well. Yeah, I'm enjoying being on the east side, baby. And I'm still buzzing after our conversation that we had last week. Still dreaming about a game, an NBA game taking place on top of a skyscraper in New York. That is, uh, yeah, that is a visual that will not yeah. die soon. That would be nice. What was your first NBA game? Do you remember? The first NBA game that I ever watched. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I mean, oh. that you've been to, sorry, uh, location. I mean, in, in you know, an NBA stadium. I've never been to an NBA game what? ever. I, I've only ever been to NFL games in Wembley, and I think I've been to five or six of them. I worked in the States for a couple of years, like off and on for Nomos, and uh, I was never really around during football season. You know, football season's very mm. brief, September to January. I, I was there maybe, but just never in the right place. I watched a lot of baseball. That was my thing. And I watched a bit of um, Division 1A hockey. Never saw a live NHL game. Never saw a live NBA. Never, never seen an NFL game in the States. But I have been to about half of the baseball grounds in North America. And I even went to grounds that when there weren't games being played, I went to Fenway Park twice when the Red Sox were out of town just to stand next to it, just to take pictures of it. And just to, I had a, I had a beer in, I can't remember what it was called. It should be called something like the dugout um, because it's kind of underground in the stadium. And you can sit in this bar and you can drink beer and there's a huge panoramic window, just a great view of the field. You know, if they're playing, if the mm. Sox are playing, I mean, it must be rammed in there. I'm sure you couldn't normally get in there without a ticket or queuing up for hours or knowing somebody or whatever. But I went on an off day and I just watched the game on the TV and I just stood out there and looked at the big green wall and yeah, marveled at it. Yeah. Okay. Amazing stuff. Yeah. What cool. about you? Um, Never been to a baseball game, never been to a hockey game, NHL that is. Never been to a ba- uh, football game, uh, but I've been to a basketball game. I've been to the Brook- uh, Brooklyn Nets played against New York Knicks in Brooklyn. And I have to say, uh, for someone who's been a fan of the game and the NBA, you know, since a little boy, it was it was a very special feeling for me. I, I went alone. Um, I met a friend there. And I took the train and I suddenly, I for whatever reason, I, I took the wrong exit from the metro. And I don't know if you've been to the Brooklyn Stadium, the Barclays Center, but there's one exit that leads directly into the stadium, like in front of the stadium, there's a small square. And I took the other exit. So I had to like walk around the block and go back. And it was the first game of the season, right? In Brooklyn, the first home game in Brooklyn against the Knicks. So the, the streets were packed. And it is the, the the whole experience was as you would imagine. Guys were like parking their cars, and it was Biggie and Jay Z. You could hear the music coming from every car and every window. It was like a celebration on the street. And then, as you get close to the stadium, then you hear um, Jay Z and the speakers from from the stadium, and um, it was magnificent. It was really a, an amazing experience. And I was sitting on the fifth row uh, behind the behind the. Uh, uh, hopes yeah i can't express how jealous i am of that and i've had some great sporting memories of myself uh, uh, of of my own 
I've had some great sporting memories of my own, but that sounds absolutely top draw. Yeah, it was really great. It was it was super, and it was um, as if it was the first game. It was packed, like the arena was packed, and they were giving out like free jerseys. But not I have one, but it's not a not a branded jersey. It's, it's a Kyrie Irving jersey, but it's a you know it's like a, not a Nike or anything like that. But everybody was wearing it, and and there was you know VIPs and celebrities everywhere. I saw Spike Lee, I saw Fat Joe, I saw Tracy Morgan, and uh, I don't know who else. Wow. It was, yeah. <laughs> so Spike Lee is a bit of a uh, bit of a icon of mine, uh, not for his directing. I mean, he's a great director, of course, but I'm not like a film buff, as it were. I like movies. I watch them. Um, I've seen a few in my life. Um, Star Wars. I love Star mm -hmm. Wars. It's great. It's um, a good film, yes. It's a good film. I think that's not yes. exactly a hot take. And if it ever was, yeah. it's probably about four decades too late. But anyway, the the, the point I'm making is I, I'm a baseball cap collector. Um, I, I have a huge collection. I don't know how many pieces I have now, you know, between 50 and 100. And I lost count. Um, and it's, it's, you know, I get a lot of stick from, uh, my girlfriend because I'm a 35 year old, uh, short white guy, um, rocking these baseball caps. I don't look anywhere near as cool as Spike Lee in them, but he has impeccable taste in headwear. The, the red Yankees cap, which was made especially for him initially, I believe is, uh, is iconic. And, uh, he knows what he's doing. You know, he, he knows a good cap. My current favorite supplier, by the way, in case anyone cares, is Ebbets Field. They're out in Seattle and they make some amazing stuff. They make old baseball flannels um, using the original materials and relentlessly researching this stuff. I just picked up an Evansville triplet flannel, which should be arriving in the next few weeks. And I cannot wait. Dude, that's a rabbit hole. That's a, I, I mean, jerseys and stuff don't even, don't even get me started. That's what yeah, I mean. You got, you got me started on this. Uh, I got down this route, not just because of Spike Lee, but because of your jersey as well, because um, my favorite artist, coincidentally, is Jean-Michel Basquiat, and he mm -hmm. is the inspiration behind the Brooklyn Nets City jersey this year, I believe. Yes. Uh, what yes. do you make of it? You like it? Um, I, I was lucky enough to, to have seen a few of his works, Basquiat's in, uh, in the Guggenheim, one in, um, Bilbao in Spain. Um, it was, it was just casually sitting on the wall, uh, next to Warhol and on the top of the building in one room. And I was like, oh, this, these two pictures are probably worth as much as the building. So, um, and I like the, I like the jerseys. I think last, uh, last year was it 2019 when I was at the game. That was the the jersey that had uh, the colors. I think it was the inspiration came from this this picture of the notorious B.I.G. wearing that Kuji sweater, you know, with the the multicolored, like um, yeah, I know the one, I know the you one. know, and I think the colors came from that. I could be wrong. And this year is this, yeah, with the, the the font and also the colors are are Basquiat inspired, who I think was born and raised and sadly died in in New York. It was from Brooklyn. Very cool jersey. I like it. I, I, no, I don't really like the team, but I like the jersey. Interesting, because I, I, I want to like the jersey more than I do. I do like it a lot. I do. Um, mm -hmm. I haven't bought it yet, uh, because I don't think it's as good as it could have been. I think the stuff around that jersey is really, really cool. There's like a, a, a Nike performance like uh, jacket, which has like the colors on the underarms, and it has the crown and the B. Uh, for Brooklyn and Basquiat as well, on the chest. That's awesome. And there is a great cap um, inspired by it as well, which you know makes better use of the font and the colors, in my opinion. Um, but I do love these city jerseys. Uh, I'm, as I mentioned in, I think, the first episode, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a kit maniac. So, uh, yeah, some good, there's some good stuff going on. Um, I like the, um, the New Jersey uh, Nets 
throwbacks they've got as well. The sort of like oh, yeah. tie dye ones. They are they are slick. That's the one with uh, um, the one that Drajan Petrovic used to wear when he was playing for the Nets before his untimely passing in the early nineties. You know, there's a there's a funny um, funny thing going on with sort of baby baby blue powder blue, however you want to call it, red and white sports kits. It shouldn't work at all. It's like the least threatening combo going, and yet they're, they're classy in a weird way. Like that Nets one, that was sweet, and the old Houston Oilers kit. Hated it when I was a kid, but now, oh man, I would love it, love it if it came back at some point. True, true. I mean, I'm not a fan of this one because it was it has this blue and white kind of stripes or fades in it. I like the the you know the first. I think that was the first one, which was just like blue with the red nets and the huge number. Um, but this is interesting as well. It kind of looks faded. It looks like uh, has been washed one too many times. But yeah, you, you're right. But but I'm telling you that nets with Drajan Petrovic and the team that was pretty scary. I think for for the opponents at the time. Yeah, I can imagine. I wouldn't like to square up against him. That's for sure. I'm not sure. He, I'm not sure he'd notice I was squaring up to him, even if I did. But um, no, he was great. Yeah. He was great. And if you uh, if you like, which I think you do, sports documentaries. Those of you who who have not seen it, uh, ESPN Thirty for Thirty. My brother Moya Brad, which is uh, I think um, um, maybe five six years ago. Um, it's. Have you seen it? I have not. No. Okay, so it's, you know, it's 30 for 30, so it's always have super interesting topics. And this is about, uh, Moya Brat, as I said, means my brother. And it's uh, it tells the story of uh, Drajan Petrovic and Vlade Divac um, at the time of the, the Yugoslavian war. Because Vlade Divac is Serbian and Drajan Petrovic was Croatian. So although they were both Yugoslavians and they played for the same team, right? Then they went to the NBA. Vlade went to the Lakers, I think, and then Drajan went to Portland, maybe, and from Portland to to the Nets, anyways. And that's when the war happened, and it kind of divided these guys who used to grow up as brothers and trained together, and you know, played for the national team. And um, sadly, Drajan Petrovic died, but Vlade Divac was part of the documentary. And um, in the end, I think he goes to visit the Drajan Petrovic Museum and meets his his mom. Um, so it's a, it's a very moving sports documentary, not the type of documentary when you hear, you know, what you would think of when you hear the sports documentary. It sounds like a fascinating watch and it's something I'm definitely going to check out. 30 for 30 is quite a new series for me. Um, I recently watched the Dion Sanders, um, mm-hmm. you know, primetime when he attempted to play two sports in one day and was scuppered by the Braves brass refusing to put him into the game, which was just cruel nonsense. Um, absolutely awful. Sorry, spoiler alert for anybody that's not seen that, but he doesn't play in two games. He suits up for two, as Dion himself says at the top of the show. That's upsetting. You know, we talked about Spike Lee and we talked about his baseball caps, but we didn't even talk about his watches, which is crazy. You know, he's a big watch guy, right? right? Yeah, and he has those ugly uh, Daytona, this this uh, custom-changed, colored altered Daytona, which I'm not really a fan of. Yeah, well, he's not the only one. I believe Bert's got an altered Daytona, hasn't he? Hasn't he got a white dial? Uh, it's it's a bit different than his. <laughs> yeah, it's not quite as crass. But Spike wears everything from, yeah, Daytonas. Um, I believe he's got a Paul Newman uh, in his collection. Uh, he's got some vintage, a really, really nice white dial vintage Daytona, which he was rocking way back in the 90s when it wasn't even a thing to wear a vintage Daytona. But he wears G-Shocks as well. He's got a good collection of G-Shocks. It looks uh, looks cool. Obviously, he's, he's a very stylish man. Got some great attire. I mm-hmm. think um, I think 
by a complete accident, I've just realized that Spike Lee is my style icon. Well, um, yeah, he's in his 60s and still wearing a baseball hat, so you're on the right path. I, I approve entirely. I think the guy is cool. He definitely knows, knows what no, he's doing. No, he is. He is. I'm joking. I like Spike Lee. I, I've, I've never met him. As I said, I, I, I saw him at the game. It was pretty funny because right after that, that was this incident when he was kicked out of the Madison Square Garden and he said, I never wanted special treatment. You know, I'm, I'm not a VIP, which I can believe. But in Brooklyn, he was sitting right next to the team on the bench and when he when the team left he left with the team in the tunnel so i don't know if i wanted to walk through the tunnel if they let me but they let spike lee walk through the tunnel so wowzers so yeah. so much for vip i know because i i literally sat next to the tunnel entrance or exit and as he as the team walked out he walked out as well and he gave some high fives and a cool dude i like him too but i think he's, he's cool because he what he does really well is he just wears his interests um on his wrist sleeve jacket you name it i mean after kobe's um upsetting passing uh in that awful helicopter mm. crash um he turned up to what was it the oscars i think was it um yeah, wearing with the, the with the purple purple gold uh, suit you mean right 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 with a 24 you... on the jet on the lapel yeah yeah exactly exactly so yeah, yeah. for anyone that didn't see it you should check this out just google it you'll find it Spike Lee wearing a head-to-toe uh purple suit um with um lakers gold trim and Kobe's number, 24, one number on each lapel. And do you know what was, was on his wrist at the time? Do I think remember? it was a solid gold Daytona, wasn't it? I think it was. Or a GMT? It was a GMT. I GMT. believe it was the Everose route. Could have been, yeah. Um, yeah. It was the Oscars. It was the Oscars, was it? Good, good, good. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a, the Everose, maybe the, the full Everose is a bit much for me, but my favorite Rolex in the modern collection is is definitely the um, the GMT root beer. Oh yeah? yeah, 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 yeah. But I want it on a Jubilee bracelet, and I think if I if I could buy it at retail, if I I don't have any modern Rolexes, so I don't have any uh, good feeling built up with ads. But if I were able at one point to buy a Rolex over the counter, and the GMT root beer was available with a Jubilee bracelet instead of the current professional one, I would take it. Yeah, I would mm-hmm. pay that money. I love it. I absolutely love it. I like the GMT, the Pepsi, the new Pepsi. Yeah, it's a good watch. What I'm interested in, though, is whether they're going to boost the case size up to the 41 of a Submariner. Yeah, I wouldn't mind if they didn't, to be honest. You see, I like I like a smaller diameter in theory, but we all know that diameter doesn't tell the whole story. And those slightly slimmer lugs on the Submariner are, for me, quite a massive improvement. True. We'll see. We shall see. We shall see. So... Um, we have a mostly hockey-focused show today, but before we get to the NHL and uh, uh, discuss the standings as they are at the moment, we're going to fly around the NFL quickly. Uh, we're going to pick up with a couple of points that we uh, we could have touched on last week, had time not run away from us. But we've got some new players suiting up for new teams going into the 2021 season. Uh, I'm just I've just picked my uh, my biggest three signings from the last couple of weeks and i want your opinion of them uh first we're going to talk about carson wentz uh leaving the eagles and ending up in indianapolis to start under center for the colts Uh, you know wow you are a bit (laughs) non-committal on wentz Uh, is it is it what is it what is it what is it it? i mean i think this is the best place he could have landed he's back with frank reich and we do we think we think that Frank was the the key to the Super Bowl 
52 victory now. It's starting to look a bit more like he was the brains behind it all. And uh, uh, Doug Peterson was uh, maybe a little fortunate to be in the head coaching position there. But if anyone can fix Wentz, surely it's Frank, no? Probably. I mean, I don't know. It's uh, We talked last time about the Tom Brady, Bill Belichick uh, symbiosis or, or, you know, their combination. I, I I have no clue if that's the same type or or it was anything similar than that. I mean, you know, Wentz is a good quarterback. He's a Super Bowl champion, obviously, and Super Bowl 52. Um, I wish him best of luck, but when it comes to his career and whether the coach had anything to do with that or, or his success, I really don't know. You're, well, the, you're you, the expert. Uh... You sound like you're ready to chuck him on the scrap heap. You sound like uh, you think it's a terrible, terrible move by the cop. Wentz? Nah, no, I mean, listen, when your time is up, your time is up. I mean, uh, regardless what's going to happen, he's, he's, as I said, he's already a Super Bowl champion with the, with the Eagles. So, Yeah, and- but I mean, that's, that's a painful Super Bowl to have won for Wentz. I mean, through like the first whatever it was before he got injured in that season, 11 games, maybe he was leading the MVP race and then he steps, steps out of the team entirely. Nick Foles, I mean, Nick Foles. Falls, journeyman of, of I mean the only the only greater journeyman in the league today in my opinion is Ryan Fitzpatrick by the way who has played for eight NFL teams already and uh, looks likely to sign for his ninth because he's heading out of Miami as far as as far as I know um, I mean Nick Foles takes the Eagles to not just a victory like a really really good one like it wasn't um, it wasn't like he was just a passenger in that offense at all. I mean, he caught a goddamn touchdown in that game. So uh, they were doing all kinds of things, all sorts of wrinkles all over the place. And Wentz is just standing there on the sideline looking on what could have been his crowning achievement and could have made him a legend forevermore in Philly. And yeah, he was there. He played a huge part in getting him there. When he was part of the team getting there, right? Not only this, the beginning of the season, but the previous seasons as well is what I'm saying. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true. But you you know what a professional athlete is going to be know. thinking in that moment, right? Yeah. But on the other hand, would you rather be an MVP without a Super Bowl ring or a Super Bowl champion without the MVP trophy who who was injured during the game? Well, he didn't get either. I mean, I mean, he, he didn't get he didn't get the uh, MVP in the end. No, he, he didn't, but he was a champion. Yeah, he was a champion. Okay, so... That's what I'm saying. Like, would you rather be an MVP who never becomes a champion, like an MVP of the regular season. Like a Marino sort of character. For example. Or a Super Bowl champion who would never become an MVP and had to watch the game from the sidelines. Oh, no, that is that is a tough question. It's tougher than I think you think it is. When you're asking it to me, you think it's an easy answer because you think, you think I'm going to say I want to be a Super Bowl champion above all else, right? The problem is that I think we, in, in every major sport, not only football, we you know pay too much attention to to champions when rightfully so in a way but then if you think about you know basketball you have charles barkley he doesn't have a ring yeah, and yeah. he's a legend yeah. um you, you talked about dan marino yeah um legend so um derrick rose again in basketball he's a, a an mvp and he's still not finished, but chances are very slim that he's going to be a champion. Well, Mike Trout's the same if he stays with the Angels for the entire year. Right, career. exactly. So you know there are, there are there are tons of these players, and then you also have those those other players like Robert Ory, who has I don't know fifty seven championships with the Spurs, the Lakers, and everybody. And uh, I mean, he was a great sixth man, or seventh, or eighth, or ninth, or tenth. But he was I wouldn't call him a bench warmer because he wasn't. But you know, he was. Is is he the type of guy who deserves? 
seven or eight championships when Josh Barkley has none? Oh, well, look, no, you, you've you've opened a can of worms there, but it's a tasty, tasty can of worms, and I'm feeling like nibbling on a few of them because this is an interesting avenue that we can we can go down if we feel like it. Um, it's a really great question. Uh, do you know the Marino conversation for me is is probably the best way to frame it in an NFL context. Um, look at his career, look at the records that he set, and the the way that he ignited a new era of passing in the NFL. Um, his legacy has sent ripples through the league decades after um, he retired. <laughs> to be honest, I mean, it was only about 20 years that Marino actually hung it up um, amazingly, played a long, long time, and never got back to the big game after his one appearance there in, I think, his second season where he was taken down by Montana, if memory serves correctly. What a what a Super Bowl matchup that turned out to be. Joe Montana against Dan Marino. Unbelievable. Um, or would I rather have, would I rather be Carson Wentz? You know, put those two guys together right there. And you're absolutely right. I think you hit the nail on the head when you said that we prioritize championships way too much, but there is a line, you know, there is a line. So if you're asking me, would I want like Marino's career and one ring, or would I want say Charles Haley's career and five rings, you know, a bit more, a bit more of an anonymous player, a guy that picked up rings with, with multiple teams. I would definitely say, yeah, give me Marino's career because at least he got to the top of the mountain once in this imaginary scenario. If you're telling me that I never ever get to taste taste that apple pie, that that sweet sweet nectar of victory, if I never get to stand atop Mount Lombardi, but I get Marino's records and I get a guaranteed gold jacket and I get endless respect and love. Or if I'm a Barkley kind of guy, oh man, it's tough. Yeah, okay. If you ask me to choose between Carson Wentz's career and Dan Marino's right now today, um, I would take Dan Marino's. There you go. Yeah. And he's an awesome actor too, man. Uh, yeah, he's, he's not the worst. He's not the worst, uh, that's for sure. Talking to somebody else that will probably have a career in the movies when all said and done on the gridiron, J.J. Watt, um, the... Uh, yeah. Three-time defensive player of the year, drafted by the Houston Texans, I believe, in 2011, if memory serves. He's been in the league for about 10 years. He's played them all for a pretty lowly franchise, which although has one of the greatest, brightest quarterbacking talents in the league under center, is going nowhere fast, especially if they move on from Deshaun Watson. Watt has wound up in Arizona on a two-year contract yes. with a nice chunk of change guaranteed. I think it was somewhere in the region of $20, $23 million. And uh, he's going to be playing for my Desert Birds. What do you think of that one? I told you the story, I think, earlier about my my association with the Arizona Cardinals, haven't I? I don't think you've mentioned it to me, but please tell the readers, listeners. Ah, okay. Well, it has nothing to do with J.J. Watt, but I, I used to spend some time in the U.S., in Arizona. And actually, I was um, when I was living and working there, and I was uh, the city of Flagstaff. And the city of Flagstaff is known for pretty much nothing other than that's the last city before you uh, reach the Grand Canyon. It's about a two-hour drive north from the Grand Canyon. Uh, I mean, from Flagstaff to Canyon. And uh, the city of Flagstaff also has Northern Arizona University. And Northern Arizona University was the school where the Cardinals used to do their uh, summer uh, training camp. I'm not sure if they still do it. But at the time, this is 2006, 2007, they, they used to have the... Uh, the training camp there. So when I was there and I was, you know, driving around the, the city and around campus, it was everything was about the Cardinals, and there was like signs welcoming the team back for the for the summer training camp and things like that. So um, that's my uh, that's my 
connection, quote unquote connection to the to the Arizona Cardinals. And um, I love I love Arizona. I mean, as I said, I live there. I, I enjoy the weather. It's lovely people, great food, beautiful scenery. You know, it's a lot of desert, obviously. And but if you go into Grand Canyon, boy. You could do much worse than spending a day at the Grand Canyon, I'm telling you that. Yeah, I agree. Um, I'm a Cardinals fan for a similar reason. I spent quite a bit of time there in the past, thanks to my dad, who is a geologist and would every year in February attend the Tucson Fossil Show, Fossil mm-hmm. and Gem Show. And uh, he took me along a couple of times. Um, and yeah, I mean, I don't have any family in the States, so I just picked the area um, that I knew the best to be my football affiliation and it's stuck ever since and i followed them through the good times and bad and i'm hoping that with what on the defense and i assume uh re-signing chandler jones is gonna make that front a little bit more threatening i think he's got quite a bit of gas left in the tank if i'm being frank could be we shall see since you're the expert on the team i i have to believe you and now we have jj watt yeah and he's i think he's gonna make a difference i think he's gonna make a difference i think um I don't know. We, we, we got out of the blocks really fast last year and it was uh, promising. Um, I was never really convinced that the Cardinals were going to do any any damage in the playoffs at all with that seventh spot available for the first time. I thought they might sneak in. And in the end, it was ridiculous. They managed to mess it up and miss it and allow the Bears to go in in their stead. But um, no, no, no great loss. I don't feel like this was a lost Super Bowl season just past. Uh, they wouldn't have done anything against the decent teams. The Packers would have destroyed them. The Saints, even the Saints with, with Breeze in decline as he was, I think would have handled them too. And the Buccaneers would have uh, shipped them straight out of time. This year, however, I guess a lot depends on how Matthew Stafford settles down in LA, having replaced Jared Goff as the signal caller there. I suppose the Russell Wilson saga could end in a messy divorce, although I still anticipate him to be back in Seattle at least this year. So they're going to be contenders. And the 49ers, in my opinion, they're really um, one good quarterback signing away from being right up there as a Super Bowl contender again. I mean, they're only, only a couple of seasons removed from losing a game that they would have won had Jimmy Garoppolo been able to put just just one ball on the money deep uh, down the middle against the Chiefs there. So the Cardinals are in a division that is definitely in flux and very hard to read at this point. But I wouldn't rule them out making some noise and perhaps getting in, like I say, maybe maybe as a wild card, maybe in that seven spot. It, it's a division that should really throw up three playoff contenders if uh, if everything falls as it should for the teams within the NFC West. We will see when it comes down to it. Okay, uh, last last um, item on the NFL roundup is Big Ben. Big Ben Roethlisberger staying in Pittsburgh. Good decision, bad decision. What do you think? Oh, he's a legend, right? So what was the team in the 70s? The Steel Curtain? I think it was, was it the 70s or the 80s? That was the 70s when it was when 70s, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so that was something else. But I think, uh, you know, I think when you think of Rattlesburg, you think of the Steelers. So um, him staying, it's like, you know, what what would have happened to Tom Brady if he stayed with with um, um, the Patriots? Yeah, it's an interesting one. I mean, holding on to your legends is understandable, and Roethlisberger certainly is that. Two Super Bowl championships will do that for you. There are a lot of people that regard Roethlisberger as a first ballot Hall of Famer, and I think the two Super Bowls will push him into that category and uh, I think he'll probably yeah I think he will make it into Canton as soon as uh, as soon as he can uh, five years after he hangs them up but for me 
he's a typical Steelers quarterback. I mean, he's a bit like a modern Terry Bradshaw in some ways. Um, he was certainly better out of college than Bradshaw was. Bradshaw took a while to figure out the game and then he was very effective, of course, winning four Super Bowls in a six-year span. But Roethlisberger, to me, is he's never been quite as stellar as people make him out to be. I think he's durable. He's a perfect AFC North quarterback. He's big bodied. He's got a strong arm. He can play in the wind. He can play in the cold. He's clearly he's clearly got a lot of moxie. Let's put it that way. And I think that's really what you need if you're going to be a black and gold QB. You need to be tough. You need to be savvy. And uh, is he the most athletic quarterback going? No, he's not. Has he got the best arm in the league? He certainly hasn't. But Bringing him back makes sense. I can't see him playing anywhere else. I don't think Roethlisberger wants to. Uh, there's no point now. And let's not forget, you know, the Steelers were, hell, they weren't they 11-0 last year? You know, they, they completely collapsed down the stretch, but Roethlisberger was doing just fine when he was uh, when he was allowed to play. So who knows? And he's a 17-year veteran, started in 2004, I think. Yeah, he, he, yeah, like I say, he, he came out of the blocks really fast in his early days. I think his first season was 15-1 and one or something stupid like that. I think he took over from Tommy Maddox. If, I mean, we, you know, that's a long time ago. I'm not yeah. sure if I've plucked the right name out of my out of my brain there. But uh, yeah, I feel like he stepped into the lineup um, unexpectedly early and was great off the bat. And obviously, they, they really battered the Seahawks in Super Bowl 40. And um, mm. then they got lucky against my Cardinals in Super Bowl 43, <laughs> in my opinion. And uh, now if we're talking about, a, a, you know, watches, you know, his name is, is of Swiss origin as far as the legend's concerned. Is that true? I actually did not know that. I always found it odd. Yeah. As far as I remember, I think I, I either he said it somewhere or I read it somewhere that his name is actually, so um, Rettlisberger is of... Swiss German origin, uh, his on, obviously on his father's grandfather's great grandfather's side, um, and this like he, I think he said that, that the city they can actually trace back the name to the actual city or village in Switzerland, and it's like a a very small farming village in like central uh, Switzerland where his his ancestors are from. Um, so obviously Swiss German part of the country. Interesting stuff. And he, he does look a bit like a Swiss German farmer, in fairness to him, especially when he's got his beard on. Um, since this is a watches and sports podcast, let's just touch in with Big Ben's wrist. Any idea what he wears on it? Oh, um, no. But I have a friend who is from Pittsburgh. And this friend told, well, this, this friend of mine used to work in retail, um, watch luxury watch retail. And this friend of mine also told me that they they had football players coming in um, wow. the shop buying buying watches from them, but I can't remember if his name, like Rutlersberg's name, has ever been mentioned. I'm gonna um, wager. I'm gonna wager that it wasn't because pr- probably not. Maybe a Panerai. I, I can imagine these guys usually rock a Panerai. You know, that would look him. cool. That would definitely suit him. But it isn't a Panerai. It's it's nothing so luxurious. Far from it. Okay. In fact, wait, wait, it is, wait. wait. Uh, Wait, no, 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 don't tell me, don't tell me. No, no, no. I'm going to tell you. Swiss Swiss brand? Uh, No, not Swiss, no. German? Uh, Definitely not German. Okay, it has to be in Japanese. Uh, Well, you're probably close to where it's actually manufactured, but it isn't a Japanese Japanese brand, no. What? What? What could it be? What what else is there? There is, of course, the possibility. Not Swiss, not German, not Japanese. 
it could be I'm, American, like a Timex or something. Uh huh, uh huh, uh huh. Now you're talking, but I think that you're probably going down the wrong track. You're making an assumption that I haven't asked you to make at all. Big Ben doesn't wear a luxury watch. He wears something very practical. Well, like a like an Apple Watch or something. Exactly. He wears an Apple Watch. In uh, fact, he loves it so much. He uh, he wore it on the sidelines and was fined five thousand dollars for wearing it. Um, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was actually news, believe it or not. So, he, but they don't find OBG for wearing that 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 uh, uh, orange Richard Mille, but they find him for wearing an Apple Watch. What? Well, I mean, he he did he did get in trouble for it. Yeah, it, OBJ did get in trouble for that Richard Mille. Um, but, nah, but. <laughs> uh, I, I think mm. I mean it, different kettle of fish. That watch was worth. Um, $190,000 or thereabouts, I think, um, which is pretty crazy. Um, and it is, it is totally uh, in violation of the rules. Uh, so, yeah, True. he deserved it. Um, but yeah, Roethlisberger wears an Apple Watch and uh, he seems to seems to like it very much. Um, and uh, I believe he just paid the fine. Why not? Why wouldn't you when you're Ben Roethlisberger? You can get away with it. So, yeah, uh, good to see him back in Pittsburgh. I think uh, you never know. Don't count out the old dog yet. He might he might turn it all around. But he's got to get past the Ravens and the Browns first. And the, and the Bengals aren't, uh, aren't going in the wrong direction with Joe Burrow on the center. So we'll see how that pans out. Talking of Sports Time Pennsylvania, let's flip this over to the NHL and have a look at the Penguins. So the Penguins uh, in this year's realigned divisions of the NHL are in the the Mass Mutual East Division, along with Washington, the New York Islanders, the Philadelphia Flyers, Boston, New York Rangers, New Jersey, and Buffalo. They are flirting with the fourth spot in the uh, in the Mass Mutual East, which is the last playoff spot. Four teams from each of the four divisions will make it through to the playoffs. There will be a champion from each division, which will effectively take part in the semifinals for the right to contest the Stanley Cup. The grand final of the National Hockey League. Do you think that Pittsburgh are going to get their act together and make it into the playoffs, or what? They should, shouldn't they? I mean, this is a, a legendary team. I mean, Pittsburgh is um, what five Stanley Cups? I think they have. I think the second in their league behind the Boston Bruins. So, you know. It's a, it's a, it's a, well, it's not a dynasty because they kind of um, managed to uh, win that five Super, uh, Super Bowl, sorry, uh, Stanley Cups in like the 90s and then 2000s and 2010s, 2015, 16. But um, I mean, the late, I think they were, they won Stanley Cup in 2016, 17, right? So not too long ago. Right. That was, um, yeah, that was the last pair. And then they, they had a third one um, a couple of years before that as well because uh, Sid's got three now. And um, that was you know, back in the day when Marc-Andre Fleury, the goaltender for the uh, Vegas Golden Knights, played for him. Um, so yeah. obviously, you know, he's he's one of my favorite players. He's on the back of my jersey, which I'm, I can see uh, on the other side of my office right now. And uh, I wish the Pittsburgh Penguins well, but I don't see who they're taking out of this of, of, the, of the big four in that division. I, I mean, we've got the Capitals, the Islanders, the Flyers, and the Bruins above them. The Bruins are, are locked in, surely, to be the number one. I have the Capitals in number two. I believe the Flyers are going to stick around in the third spot. And then I just... Are the, the Islanders just seem like, you know, they, they're getting it together in a way that Pittsburgh aren't. But 
I like your optimism. We'll see. I mean, um, yeah, they, they, they're destined to be good. As I said, they have the history. They have, a pretty, I think, a fairly good team. I mean, uh, Sidney Crosby is just, again, still a young guy. So He's young enough. He's young enough to keep winning. I mean, he's, he's obviously, he's not as young as he used to be, that's for sure. By he's 30-something, 30, 30 right? 32, yeah. 33 years old. I mean, he's, he's in the autumn of his career now, you would think. I guess Sid is the kind of guy that's going to play for, well, as, as long as they'll let him stay on the ice. So he, he could have another five or six years in him, but he hasn't got he hasn't got all that amount of time left. You know, the, the baton is passing. He's not the force that he once was, I don't believe. I think, you know, players like uh, Conor McDavid are kind of taking away a bit of a limelight. He's still effective. He really is, but I mean, you know, a team like a team like the Penguins, when they get into the playoffs, they can do damage. But they've got to get there. They've just got to get there first. I just don't see it. The getting out of the the mass mutual East. You know, can, can we just take a moment to talk about these these ridiculous names? I like I like the realignment of the league for this year. I think it's cool. I really do. I like the format. I particularly like the fact that the Canadian teams are all grouped together, so we're guaranteed one Canadian team in the last four. Talk about inclusivity. Now, it does feel a little bit like. Uh, I don't know, throwing a dog a bone or something because the Canadian teams have not been that good uh, of late. But I'm a fan of it. I really do appreciate it. But yeah, can we do something about the names? Will you help me do sure. something about the names? Oh, I got you covered, man. I'm, I'm, I'm all set up. The names oh, are going right. to get changed. Okay, okay. So what I'd like for you to do is to suggest to me what we can call them, because I'm not referring to the Canadian division as Scotia North. Scotia. I don't care how much Scotia... Uh, is that a bank? I don't care how much. I think so, Nova Scotia. Yeah, I think so, yeah, Nova Scotia. That means New um, Scotland, right? Because there's yeah. a big Scottish population in Canada. That's pretty cool. I like that. Right, but then if you look at the teams, like Calgary, Edmonton, and you have Montreal, like, you know, you have all the French Canadians. Like, how would you, how would you put the French Canadian teams into a division and call them Scotia, right? Yeah. It must, I, be, must be hurtful for the French Canadians. Yeah, it's a bit of an insensitive move, to be honest. So what can we call it instead? What can we give this yeah. uh, division? So I came up with a name, um, and I would love to call this division the We Play Better Hockey Than You division. <laughs> the We Play Better Hockey Than You division. We Play Better Hockey Than You. Is that simple? Does that spell something when you write down those letters? No. We- uh, v P B H T Y. No, it doesn't. <laughs> I, I I thought that's. I mean, I looked at it. It's like okay, all the Canadian teams are there. What can the national, so the American, right, National Hockey League division, gr- where which groups all the Canadian teams together, to say to the fans and to the to the league, well, we play better hockey than you. So that's the division name. And check this out. Official what sponsor? Union Glashütte. Wait, hang on. Sorry. Um, Union Glashütte? Yeah. yeah. Because Union Glashütte is not the biggest, not the, Thank God. the most, most pop, wait, <laughs> not the most popular brand, Glashütte brand, right? You have Glashütte Original and then you have Union Glashütte. I wanted to find two two brands, two watch brands that are kind of connected and then there's one which is the underdog. So if we look at you know, the United States, that's Glashütte Original and Canada is Union Glashütte. It's the small small brother or the small sister <laughs> t- team. That is, that is the most... Can you follow me? It's a bit twisted, I know, but... I mean, it's 
I follow you. Yeah, I get. I, I I'm going down that garden path, but it is littered with like um, really insensitive, almost slur level nonsense. I mean, sure. I mean, you Canadian, you Canadian, you that's Canadian. Canadian is not a verb, right? You are Canadian. Uh, it's just started snowing outside in honor of my new new word, my neologism. You're comparing Canada. No, 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 no. There's no comparison there. I okay. Well, one part that we play better hockey than you. That's that's the that's the serious part of the of the na- of the name, because it kind of kind of you know, you know, flips the bird right to the, to the, to the national hockey league, the big American league. Like, dude, right? Okay, we, we play better hockey than you. Period. I'm but then, you. but then I wanted to I wanted to find a, a watch you, brand, and I said I need a watch brand. Which, <laughs> yeah, I mean, what else could it be? Like, give me another two brands that are connected. As much as Union Glasshütte and Glasshütte Original are connected, you can't. Glasshütte Original and Lange and Zona. I mean, no, basically no, the same be- no, no, because Lange and Zona is with Richmond. Glasshütte Original is with Swatch Group. Yeah, but Glasshütte not- Original is a direct descendant of the GUB, which was part, which Lange was part of. It consumed it. So the Lange company that we have now in Richmond was founded in what nineteen ninety four or ninety four. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. and Glasshütte Original. Original, excuse me. Glasseter Original is the original, really. So there, yeah, nah, nah. there's two brands. Okay, well, you can, you can, you can have your Langens in. I'm going to have my Union Glasseter for Canada. Look, 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 look. It's it's a really good idea. I love, uh, why love why it. do I feel that you don't like Union Glasseter, Rob? Oh, I, I don't. I, I that I'm sorry. Was I giving off that vibe? Good, I, good. You know, I, I I'm I, I'm open to be convinced. Okay, so don't take this as like um, aimless hatred. I don't hate Union Glasshütte at all. I'm just unmoved by it entirely. Like there is nothing in that catalog that I would want to wear. Now, Union Glasshütte can be offended by that. That's cool. That's fine. I'm just one guy. This is just one opinion. You obviously have customers and fans because you're still in business. But if you want my business, do something I like. That's all I'm saying. You don't have to. That's cool. You can leave me pining over um, Lange and Zonas and Moritz Grossmans and Glasser Canals and, and hoarding my collection of Nomasters till the cows come home if you want. That's totally fine. I may come to you before I go to to, to, to Tatima, but there's nowhere else. Nowhere else in Glasser to left for me. Now listen to this. I was getting obsessed with Glasser to original the other day. I really want to buy one, but I missed the boat on the model that I really want. I want that 70s Panorama Date chronograph in green. Mm. Remember the one they released mm-hmm. in green? Oh, my God. Yeah, it's beautiful. I was checking out March Mania. I was going through the preliminaries from a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. and uh, I was, I think, rolling around the bottom half of RJ's list, it must have been, and the Glasseter Original Panamatic Luna with a green dial that we discussed on a particularly hilarious podcast was in there. I was looking at that green, and I was thinking, sure, this isn't my watch, but that green is, oh, it is gorgeous. And I went back, and I looked at an article i wrote for a blog to watch i think when the uh panamatic uh chronograph um yeah 70s edition was released with the green dial and i just fell in love with that piece again it's so so nice but i contacted glasser original directly and i asked them do you have any of them blah 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 I'm, you know i just had this sudden rush of blood to the head i thought i'm just gonna pull the trigger on it whatever i need it um, it's amazing. And they are long gone, long gone. So tale of woe, I'm particularly sensitive about Glasseturiganoff for exactly that reason, which is why okay. the whole union thing, it just came at a bad time for me. I'm sorry, Union Glasseter. I respect you. Do your thing. Sell to your people. That's fine. I'm not one of them right now, but if you want to change my mind, go ahead. Well, 
Well, but then we can we can agree that obviously Lange is bigger than Glashütte original, which means that we can then still go with Glashütte, but not only on Glashütte, but rather Glashütte original as the official sponsor for the We Play Better Hockey Than You division. I am entirely down with that, 100%. Perfect. The, o- the only other alternative I could think of for a sponsor would maybe be Yema, because they're French, you know? And we've got all the French guys in this division as yeah. well. Yeah. No, let's stick with let's stick with <laughs> Yeah. Move on to yeah. the next division. Move right. on to West. Okay, okay, okay. We're going, uh, we're going where? We're going West. Okay, this is my Honda. Division. The Honda West. I mean, this, this sounds, this reminds me of like a Street Fighter character for some reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, like E-Honda's like, um, I don't know, bastard stepchild or something. Uh, E-Honda. What do you mean? E Honda, that was his name, wasn't it? The 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 guy, the um, sumo wrestler from Street Fighter, oh. right? Oh, Way back could in the day. Be. Oh, wow! I, I, I don't Slap know. attack. I remembered all the names. I wasn't allowed a console when I was a kid because my mom thought they were, uh, the games were too violent. But I used to go around to my best friend's house and watch him play. Just watch him play. He had he did have two controllers, but he didn't let me. Uh, he didn't let and me. And he gave them. you the box. <laughs> yeah, he gave me the box. He let me look at the box. I was an expert on like the background of all these games and whatnot and the stories behind them. But I uh, I rarely got a chance to bash the buttons myself. Anyway, right. Honda West. What the mm-hmm. hell are we going to call this thing? Well, if. You know, the Northern Division is the We Play Better Hockey Than You Division. Then the West Division has to be the You Don't Want to See Our Electricity Bill Division. (laughs) And the reason for that is because some of those teams are coming from, you know, states that are really, really hot average temperature. So imagine the electricity bill on those stadiums that they have to, you know, have this cooling system over, you know, like... Just have them constantly on running, running Anaheim, Arizona, Los Angeles, San Jose, St. Louis, Vegas. I mean, what's going on, man? This this is, you know, that's, yeah. that must be a crazy electricity bill. So you don't want to see our electricity bill is the name of the West Division because of all these teams residing in states where the average temperature is 25 and above. Uh, I, I love it. I absolutely love it. Yeah, thank God for Minnesota in there. Minnesota's well, yeah, there's state. one. What a great state! But the rest of them, yeah, you're right. I have a real allergy to um, hot weather hockey teams. Um, I just, I mean, okay, I'm a, I'm a Vegas. So not, you're not a West Division guy, then I have to say. Well, you know, you know, Vegas are my team. So yeah, there's, there's well, that. There you go. There's the, there's the juxtaposition then. Yeah, I'm contradicting myself. I think it's because like, and Mike won't like this, but I, I can't stand hockey teams from Florida. I really, really can't. I'd never been able to. The, the Panthers, that 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 jersey, that sweater they wear is just gross. Like that mm. logo, what the hell are they thinking? It looks like a soccer logo that's just been blown up to a comically large size and just slapped in the middle of that jersey. Oh, it's a mess, absolute mess. Um, I can deal with the San Jose Sharks for some reason. I think because a shark just makes me feel cold. Um, and... You know, I just ignore the Arizona Coyotes' existence because I love Arizona and I just want to give them a pass. I love Minnesota. I love the people in Minnesota. I love the climate in Minnesota. If, you know, I I could move to Minnesota quite happily. They've got a baseball team. They've Mm -hmm. got a basketball team. They've got a cool hockey team. They've got a football team. They've got everything. Great state. Awesome. Full marks. Those reverse retros that they're playing in, like the old North Stars uniforms with the yellow and the, and the green and the white. Oh, delicious. And brilliant logo. Whoever designed that um, is a, a graphic genius. But yeah, you don't want to see our electricity bill. 
division. No, we don't say we don't need to say West, yeah. right? We don't need to say West. No, 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 no. I mean that we have we play better hockey than you do. So Edmonton from the we play better hockey than you is going to play against Arizona from you don't want to see our electricity bill. This oh, okay, weekend. okay, that makes sense. All right, so let's just yeah. get back to the uh, we play better hockey than you division um, and pick our top four because we didn't do that. Um, it looks oh. pretty. It looks pretty obvious. I gotta say, um, I think. But what, what, yeah. what's your takeaway for it? <sighs> top four yeah. out of the seven in any. Uh, oof, I cannot in a specific order. Um. Well, we have to go with Edmonton because of Dave. You're going to put Edmonton top? Really? No. Um, really? Nah, I don't know. Really? You go. All right. I'm I'm keeping Toronto at the top. Um, I okay. don't know if they're going to be so powerful in the playoffs when it comes to that time. I could see this Toronto team crushing the division, getting out with a number one, and then just falling to pieces. And I think the team most likely to do that to them uh, in the division and worryingly for Toronto, um, probably in my estimation, going to take the four spots. So play them in the first round of the playoffs is Montreal. Um, I think that Montreal have got a really tough spine to the team. I think they've got quite a lot of tough depth. They don't have the razzle dazzle of the others. Um, that's for sure. But I think that they're, they're going to be a tough out in the playoffs. Now I've got, I've got Winnipeg and Edmonton sort of flip-flopping in between. I, I, I've got a soft spot for the Jets, uh, as as was uh, evidenced by our IG Live the other day in my Manitoba Moose sweater that I was wearing. But I am going to say that Dave's Edmonton Oilers finish above Winnipeg in the second spot, and those two teams have to duke it out in the first round of the playoffs for the right to play either the Canadiens or um, the Maple Leafs. So that's my take. I just don't see any of the other teams getting anywhere close. I think the Canucks are just not, they're not doing what they need to do or what they can do. They don't look like a team that's going to round into form in time. I think they have a better squad than the Flames and the Senators, but they're just not going to get there. They're not going to get back into the race. So that's my feeling there. Um, how do you feel about it? Are you comfortable with that? Absolutely. And right. I actually forgot that we haven't talked about the the watch brand oh, don't for worry. Uh, you don't want to see an electricity bill division. You, we're going right back there, so we'll do we'll do okay. the we'll do the orders if you don't want to see our electricity bill division first, and then we'll get to the watch sponsor, and then we'll skip over to the other two and sort those. You know what? You do the orders because you're better at this than I am. Okay, and I'm going to tell watch. you to watch, and then yeah, let's All share right. it. Share All right, that makes, that makes perfect sense. All right, so um, once again, we're sitting there, we're looking at the top four. That is, in my opinion, going to be the top four at the end of it all i think that vegas will uh win the division and i think they're going to cruise through the playoffs they are the best team in that division i'm most scared of the avalanche who i have finishing in second place and then next up i have st louis the blues um stanley cup champions from a couple of years back um and then i have minnesota finishing in fourth. So the Wild are going to get in, but I think that the Wild will be handled by Vegas in the first round. It's going to be a delicious um, sweater matchup. Uh, hopefully Vegas don't wear the gold domes. Um, fingers crossed, St. Louis and Colorado play at least one series in their, uh, at least one game of the series in the reverse retros because they're both sexy as hell. And that's it. You know, Arizona, Los Angeles, San Jose, Anaheim, no chance. Sorry, guys, you're going home. Okay. Give me the watch brand. 
Dag Hoyer. Oh, you make me sick sometimes. What are you doing to me? This is my division. Yeah. And you know why? Why? Because Tag, because look at this division. You have a team from California, and one from Arizona, one from Colorado, one, another one from California, one from Minnesota. You have St. Louis. Um, you have Nevada. It's a mix, just like Tag Hoyer's catalog. It's a mix of everything. It's not streamlined. It's like we have leftover teams. Oof, we forgot about the one in Nevada. That's fine. Put it in. We have some in, in California. Yeah, that's fine. But we have this one from Minnesota. Yeah, just add them into it. It's like Tag Hoyer catalog. Why? Oh, we have something expensive. Ooh, we have something cheap. We have something quartz. We have something mechanical. We have something for 800. We have something for 15,000. Uh, all right. Okay. I, I like your impression of Tag Heuer. That is, that is incredibly amusing. Um, and I might, I might sort of cut that out and use that as a, a little sound drop later on in, in the podcast. But um, aside from Minnesota, okay, yeah, maybe St. Louis and Colorado are a little bit too far east as well. But I mean, this division makes about as much geographical sense as... Yeah, aside from aside from St. Louis, aside from Minnesota, and aside from Las Vegas. So it doesn't. It's it's fine. It's a mix because you have to somehow group them. But what I'm saying is you have teams from pretty much all over the place, just like Tacquoyer has watches in pretty much um every um prize category and and um you know Okay, okay. Movement funny type guy, you funny guy, funny guy. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, which watch would you go with? From the top of your head. Oh, top of my head. You thought about like a diver because most of the states are like hot and like nice weather and the pool, and blah, but that would be boring. Yeah, that would be boring. Um, no, I would go for a Hublot. I can see that. And I do that because I have, like I say, I'm personally like attached to Vegas. Every time I was working there for Nomas, I went to... The forum shops at Caesar's Palace, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I uh, I trained the Tourneau team out there, and right across the the well, the, the road or whatever it is from um, strip. Now nah, in the strip, it's because it's downstairs. It's inside, so I don't know. Like it's the walkway or the the corridor or the uh, right across right across from, let's say, facing or almost facing the Tourneau is uh, is a Hublot boutique, and I went in there and I was sort of playing a game with myself like fantasizing that I just won big on, on a roulette wheel or something. And I thought, what would I buy? Like if I, if I really wanted to just shift a load of cash to Hublot and I tried on a, uh, Unico, uh, white ceramic, all white ceramic, white ceramic, um, bracelet, um, big bang. And the big bang was one of my favorite watches when I started watchmaking. It was one of the first like wild out there pieces, um, which uh, caught my eye and it was for many years my favorite. And I still have a soft spot for Hublot now and I often defend them. I always take Hublot articles off the hands of the rest of the team who aren't quite as uh, keen on the brand as I am. Talking of crazy, crazy brands that I love, um, this is a sad thing actually, HYT. HYT, RIP. HYT, RIP, yeah. Um, Just a word to the team over HYT. Thank you for giving me my first taste of real on-the-road watch journalism back in 2015. Um, the company flew me out to Sardinia. We were supposed to take part in the RC44 yacht race that weekend, but the wind was too high, so the race had to be cancelled, unfortunately. But you gave us a wonderful, wonderful weekend. We got to 
take a yacht out onto the med and jump into the water wearing the new limited edition HYT, or at least I did that after checking with uh, Vincent whether it was water resistant. I still remember his face, uh, <laughs> his mood dropping as I launched myself off the back of the yacht like and turned to grin at him with this $50,000, certainly not water resistant watch on my wrist as I plummeted into the Mediterranean. And uh, good memories, good times, um, good people, great foods, and uh, sad, sad, sad to see it go because HYT was always right near the top of my uh, of my list. When people ask me for my favorite brands, I would say it's Langerzona and it's HYT, and uh, you, you couldn't really get further apart in terms of the products that were turned out there. But we got true tradition and true innovation, really, really, really credible innovation that obviously couldn't survive these times. Right. Let's see that we're, you know, we'll see a comeback soon. I hope so. I hope so. Yep. And if they're looking for a, a spokesperson, you know, I'm available. I'm available. I have very reasonable rates, <laughs> despite what my Tinder profile says. Uh, I don't have a Tinder profile. <laughs> I, I don't. I really don't. Um, I mean, I do, but it's yes, you do. I do. I, am, I, am I still on there? <laughs> have you found me? Let's move on. Uh, right, right, right. Um, so farewell for now, at least to HYT. Please don't let this be a sign of things to come. Uh, we need the innovative brands to be supported. Let's move on to the Discover Central League. That sounds like it sounds like a instruction. Discover yeah, Central, discover the Central Division. Yeah. I don't yeah. like it. I don't like. It. I hate this division as well. Actually, only Nashville and okay, Detroit are cool, but only mm. Nashville and Detroit stand out as good teams to me. I hate the rest of them. I hate them with a passion. Yeah, yeah. So um, I kind of agree with you. And the name of this division, in my opinion, is Detroit and Co. <laughs> cool, very cool. Yeah, you know what I did this morning? I watched the first episode of Scrubs. I was in bed and I thought, oh, you know, it was, it was early. Girlfriend was getting up ready for work, so I had some time to kill for once. And I thought, oh, just you know what, I'll, do, I'll just go trip down memory lane. And of course, Perry Cox, my favorite character in that show. I think everyone's favorite character, right? He was uh, known for wearing a, a Detroit Red Wings jersey because he's mates with uh, with one of the players. In fact, he wears his, his mate's jersey. I think Chilios. I think yeah, Chris Chilios. Yeah, yeah Chilios on, on the back for most of the episodes that he's seen wearing that yeah. awesome, awesome sweater. One of the best in the league for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So Detroit yeah. and Co. Detroit uh, and Co. I mean, the only and only only team worth mentioning is Detroit. Yeah, I, I'm a big fan of country music and uh, loved my time in Nashville. Um, only a brief stay and I can't wait to go back. Um, I, I think I was asked in uh, the Ace List live with uh, our good friend Alan Ben-Joseph from Ace Jewelers in Amsterdam, where I would go, where I would travel to right now if I could. Um, were there no restrictions? And my immediate answer was I'd go back to Nashville. Definitely. I definitely love that city. I could spend a lot of time there. I could live there. Okay. So yeah, the Preds have got some uh, some love from me, but the rest of the division is toilet. I hate it. Um, I hate the yep. Lightning. I hate them. Yep. Um, and they are the current Stanley Cup champions, and it makes me angry because they should never, ever have been um, playing against the Dallas Stars for that title. It should have been my Golden Knights. Oh, it's devastating to see the Lightning win again. Tampa Bay, for goodness sake, stop winning everything, man. It's just getting annoying. Right, so anyway... I, as much as I'd love to drop Tampa Bay um, right out of the top four and say they're not going to make the playoffs, that's obviously nonsense. They will. They're a great team. 
Um, I think they'll top this division, actually. And in second place, it's really going to be tight between Carolina and Florida by the looks of things. I fancy the Hurricanes um, to outlast Florida. I think they are a more mature side. Let's put it that way. And um, I hope they wear their sweet third jerseys a little more often with the uh, Hurricane flag logo on it. That's pretty cool. Uh, But you can't get much better than the Hartford Whalers reverse retros that Carolina have got. It's a massive, massive shift from their current colorway back to that glorious Connecticut-based color scheme that even Mr. Hockey himself, Gordy High, was uh, rocking all those years ago. Uh, But that's a sweet jersey. Florida Panthers, awful, awful logo. Stupid to have a hockey team in Florida. (laughs) I hate it so much. Um, They're going to finish third. But I've got a big curveball for you right now. So um, I think that the Dallas Stars are going to climb all the way back to relevance. Now, they have been trailing the rest of their division for quite a long time simply because thanks to COVID restrictions and the problems uh, Dallas has faced throughout this period, they have played far fewer games than um, every other team. Not so far behind Tampa Bay, um, but they are quite a way behind uh, the teams immediately above them. Detroit uh, is a few games up. Nashville also. Columbus, similar to Detroit. And so is Chicago. So I think the Stars, who are a solid team and fresh off a Stanley Cup loss, to the Lightning, um, will get back into playoff contention. And I don't trust any of the teams above them to uh, pick up the form down the stretch. So yeah, my my pick perhaps looks odd when you study the table at the moment, but I reckon Dallas is going to finish up in that fourth spot. We'll see. I'm not really a Dallas. I never really followed Dallas, to be honest, in any sport. I mean, no, not in any sports because in Mavericks and the Cowboys I did. But when it comes to NHL, I have no clue about the Dallas Stars. I don't care about the Dallas Stars either. Um, no. They annoy me because I, I liked the uh, Minnesota North Stars. Um, I thought that was an awesome team, awesome uniform. I've, I, I collect hockey pucks as well. My thing was to buy hockey puck from uh, all of the cities I've been to. I'm not allowed to buy them until I've been to the city. So I have I have most of the league um, and my Minnesota one, uh, I actually got two. I got a Minnesota Wild one and I got a Minnesota North Stars one just as a bit of a throwback. But since the team moved to Dallas, I'm just like, no, you know, it's silly. No, don't like it. Forget it. Um, there's only there's only one team in Dallas, really, and that's uh, Sakai Boys. No, that's the Mavericks, but that's... <laughs> All right, okay, we'll ad- agree to disagree on that one. But tell me, who is going to sponsor Detroit & Co? Easy, Citizen Group. Oh, right, okay, and Why? Because the Citizen Group has a bunch of not-so-good brands and one powerhouse, that's Citizen. In this division, you have a bunch of nobodies and Detroit. So it's very simple. It's the, it's Detroit and Co., the only team that has over 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 Stanley Cup wins is Detroit. Wow. Just yeah. like Citizen is a powerhouse watch brand. It's not a Langen Söhne, it's not an HYT, it's not a Patek Philippe, but it sells a ton of watches. And all the other brands in the group are like, yeah. So it's a Citizen <laughs> group. It's called the Citizen Group Division. Okay, I like it. That's really good. I, I For some reason, I thought you were going to go with um, Shinola. Um, no, 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 no. That would have been too obvious. That would have been too obvious. So you've really excelled yourself there. I'm, uh, I'm very Dude. impressed. 
dude, I put a lot of effort into these names. Trust me. It's stupid. You know, it sounds stupid or silly. I did, I did do my homework thoroughly. Well, I'm impressed. It's great that you're taking it seriously. And I hope that the, uh, hope the listeners are enjoying uh, Wasp. We're into our third episode already. Who would have believed it? We actually uh, kept our foot on the gas and really powered ahead with this one. So I hope you like what we're, what we're putting down. Uh, let us know what you think in the comments as always. But let's, let's get back to oh, the Mass Mutual East. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, dude, Boston, Buffalo. The two New York teams, Philly, Pittsburgh. Okay, there's New Jersey and there's Washington, but we really know that those teams are not the, you know, the the big players. Um, okay, so in this in this division, right, we have the Boston Bruins with six Stanley Cup wins. We have the Pittsburgh Penguins with five. New York Rangers and New York Islanders four each. New Jersey three. Philly two. Washington one. Buffalo. Zero. So it's pretty nice, huh? Six, five, four, three, two, one. And the two fours are coming from New York. So um, this is obviously the Stanley Cup division. Well, that's nice. Yeah, I feel sorry for the Sabres sitting there on zero. Well, um, they, should, they should step their game up, though. Well, yeah, of course, they've only got themselves to blame. That's how sports works generally. So I'm glad we established that in the third episode of our sports podcast. But um, yeah, fantastic. Um, one thing I will say for Buffalo, and this is certainly going to help them on their route to claim their first Stanley Cup, and that is that, thank goodness, they went back to the uh, the uniform that they have yeah, yeah. today. That was a smart move. You got to look good to play good. Anyone that thinks that sports uniforms don't matter, uh, go talk to Alex Ferguson, see what he has to say about that. Uh, he'll probably strip you naked and change your clothing at half time. Just a warning. Uh, orders, who's coming out of this division? Well, the top four look pretty solid to me. It's got to be, uh, got to be Boston, Boston, Philly, um, Washington and the New York Islanders, hasn't it? Yeah, that's, that's how we're doing. That's how we're going with this one. So tell me who is going to sponsor the Stanley cup division. I mean, you know, we talked about the Canadian, we play better hockey than you division and class suit original, right? Yep. Then we have the, you don't want to, uh, you don't want to see our electricity bill division with tech Hoyer. Uh huh. Then comes Detroit and code division with the citizen group. Nice. And now we are in Stanley Cup division with Rolex. Oh, I mean, come on. That's a, it, that's it a powerful sponsor. Be. It's got to be. It has to be. I thought about everything from Omega to Lange. I thought about some Richmond brands, but no, 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 no. When you have so many Stanley Cups in one league, I mean, what is that? 11, 15, 19, 22, 24, 25 Stanley Cups, man, among seven teams. It has to be Rolex. 25, eh? 25, you say? Yeah, 6 plus 5, that's 11. Plus 4, that's 15. Plus 4, that's 19. Uh, plus 3, that's 22. Plus 2, that's 24. And plus 1, that's 25. That's very interesting you should say that because I was reading the other day um, about GPHG awards, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. who's won the most? So, of course... Rolex doesn't really go in for this kind of thing, but um, the number one overall, do you know who it is with 14 wins? Um, I vaguely remember you might have mentioned it before. Maybe in a, maybe in a live, I can't remember. 
I do touch upon it occasionally because I just, I like stats, of course, and I don't really rate the GPHD as a hugely important competition because of the way it's conducted and how the voting goes down and whatnot oh, and the money that brands have to pay. But I like it. I like it. I like it. I want to be invited. You're, a, you're an Academy member as well, aren't you? Uh, no, I'm not. I don't think RJ is. RJ is, but um, they haven't asked me yet. Mm. And that's why, that's why yeah, I'm a I am too. About it. Uh, oh, very nice. Congratulations. Lovely. That's why you're there. That's, that's why you get invited to these big fancy <laughs> events. Um, I'm too much of a hellraiser, obviously. Um, Audemars Piguet, top of mm, the okay. pile, number one with 14 wins. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. I can see Audemars Piguet um, sponsoring the Stanley Cup division. I can see that definitely happening, but it won't because it's Rolex. Fair, understood. And Rolex haven't entered the uh, GPHD for over a decade, so uh, there's probably a reason why they don't feature anywhere near the top. Um, yeah, the the list I'm looking at here goes down to uh, seven seventeenth uh, place, and that's Seiko with just five. So, uh, yeah. Um, when it comes to manufacturer wins, of course, rather than like just um, straight up watch awards, and Rolex does feature uh, in the in the joint tenth spot with six awards alongside Patek Philippe, who also haven't entered the GPHD for ten years, and more, and Chanel, who also has six, which I think is quite well deserved. Chanel doesn't get as much love as it really, really should do in my opinion yeah but that six comes from recently years right right and right right so the we six know why. yes absolutely the six that um rolex and Patek picked up were many many years ago yeah. um, mm-hmm. and the competition has, has moved on significantly since they departed so uh we have our four new names we have the we play better hockey better than you division you. Mm-hmm. we have the detroit and co division we have the Stanley Cup division and we have the, what's it called? You don't want to see our electricity bill division. <laughs> you don't want to see our electricity bill division. Okay, great, 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 great. And we have our division champions lined up as Vegas, Boston, Tampa Bay, bleh, and Toronto with the other teams following in their wake. So exciting stuff. Uh, nice roundup of the league at the moment, how it's going. Of course, we're about halfway through the season now, the shortened season. Uh, a little bit more than actually. So uh, we'll check in back with the hockey when we get closer to the playoffs beginning. Uh, we'll have a look at who's likely rounding into form for a Stanley Cup run. And if any listeners want to join us on the podcast, feel free to get in touch. Uh, you can give us uh, an email or drop a request into the comments and we'll contact you directly. If you've got a Fratello profile, we've got your email address. So go ahead and sign up for one if you don't already, because that's a good thing to do. You can leave comments, you can build your own watch collection online and interact with other users a lot easier. And uh, yeah, we can get you on the line and we can have some proper old radio style phone in chats about, uh, about the season, about what we expect to happen and about everything else that's going on in the world of sport. So we will check in with you next week for the fourth edition of Wasp on Sunday at 1 p.m. as usual. Balaj, thank you again for taking time to sit down with me and talk about this stuff and to chew through all this nonsense. I appreciate it. Man, the pleasure is all mine as always. How cool it would be to have a listener who's working for one of these major league teams huh? and talk to them a bit about sports, watches, teams, players, leagues. Would have been nice. That would be a dream come true. So if you're out there, don't hesitate to get in touch. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time, stay safe. We'll speak to you soon. Bye-bye.